Hi everyone, and welcome, or welcome back to you uh, long-time listeners who have not been with us because you don't watch Arrow, back to Across the Arrow's Retro Reviews. Yes, the show that has been on a forever hiatus, it seems like, almost as long as DC Nation on Cartoon Network. And we are back, finally, because we are on a break from our Arrow show, and we are just, you know, we still want a podcast. Isn't that right, Wu? Yes, it was. It's been so long since we turned on music, so. I know. My name, my name is Lewis Kim, by the way, alongside my co-host Michael J. Teddy. Welcome yeah. back to Retro Reviews. It feels like it's been forever since we've done one of these. So. It has been forever. It's been since uh, what September when we did the ones in prep for Arrow. Yeah, and for our returning, for our returning listeners, the reason why. Which I just recorded yesterday on the uh, movie Justice League Starcrossed, which was an excellent discussion with, between Dan and I on that and on the Smallville Season 11 chapters. So you guys should definitely check that out. It's definitely worth the listen. So how was your holiday? And by the time we're recording, we are two days away from New Year's Day. How was your holiday? Did it take some time with your family? Yes, I did. I had a great holiday, actually. I got some pretty pretty good stuff this year i got a uh new 52 justice league the seven action figure pack with superman batman wonder woman flash green lantern aquaman and cyborg it's probably one of the coolest action figure packs out there i'll be honest and from the same series i got a 13 inch dark side which is just awesome i could sleep with that thing it's so big Smallville, so you must have been happy there. I kind of want, if they can, to get someone like Michael Claire Duncan, God Us the Soul, because if you can get someone big like that, who has a big voice and a big presence and have him acting with the actors on set, and then boost him with CGI, I think that would work really well. But you know what? And they already ruined it, Warner Brothers. You know who would be perfect for something like that? Who? Tom Hardy. You still could. Because he would be CGI masked. Yeah, but, but that's the thing. Everybody knows him as Bane now. Like, yeah, but everyone knew Chris. Everyone knew Chris Evans as Human Torch before Captain America. Well, there was some time in between that, though. There was some significant time in between Fantastic Four and. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. By the time Justice League ends up coming out, it'll there'll be enough time, I think. In like 2021. 20, by the way, we made it. We the human race made it. Yep. We made it. 
So how was your Christmas then? It was quiet. It was good. Like nothing, nothing to complain about. Watch my favorite TV, TV oriented, um, um, Christmas specials. I I realized something though. I really needed to do this Christmas watching like a couple of days before because there's a lot of my favorite shows that have Christmas shows. I didn't do Smuggle and Supernatural this year just because I didn't done that last year. But I did do Lois and Clark and um, some Rugrats. <laughs> I bet that was interesting to watch now. Yeah, it is. It's so 90s looking at, looking at it now. So 90s. But I wanted to tell you an interesting story of what happened to me just a couple days ago about how crazy Los Angeles can be. And Nika Reisek, I think our mutual buddy on this podcast, um, Dutch. Okay, my, my craziness, and I'll make this quick, my craziness starts when I get on the bus to go home, and the, the ramp doesn't work, like the bus driver can't make the ramp work, he finally makes the ramp work, but when I get to my destination to get off, like the ramp doesn't work again, and I tell him, like, just, I ask him, can you just use the manual, because there is a manual control on the ramp, there's a little strap that you can pull down to get the ramp extended. He says, 
So first of all, he's not Batman, and second of all, he's a racist on top of it. Chicago general. <laughs> talking about. I saw it the next day, too. Seventh and twenty eighth.
and it didn't hit me until the very end of the movie. And I'm not, and to show you that I'm not kidding, and this is only for Michael's benefit, um, this is me after when the credits started rolling. I did not see it coming. I just literally went like this and started no, openly weeping. Wow. And I didn't know what it was. If it was the ending, but the ending is really good. The ending is really excellent. Oh, but, yeah. Or just hearing the music again without any words. Because maybe it's like a final thing that was going through. Well, and the, and the thing is, too, like, I, I'm like you. I wasn't extremely emotionally, like, shattered by it until the end song because I just lost it. But I will say, I, I shed a bunch of tears during Anne Hathaway's I did I Dreamed a Dream because she just did that so well. I didn't, I didn't get that reaction the first time, but the second time I totally did. Yeah. And, and to add something a little bit more to this, I, I've never seen a movie back-to-back, like, the next day because... Me neither. I've never done, I don't think I've ever done that. Actually, that's right. wrong. I've seen, a, I've seen a movie twice in one day. That was Dark Knight Rises and Avengers. I did that for both, but that's not back-to-back days. And really, for a musical, like, I don't do that generally. Like, no. Generally, once you see a musical again, like, I, I don't need to see it again. And if I do need to see it again, it's going to be like a week later or two weeks, even three weeks later. Not the next day. I just went back because um, Amanda Sabrina. No, I'm just kidding. But she was really movie, good, too. I think she was underused, but that's the character, unfortunately. Well, yeah. For you Shakespeare fans, Cosette in the, in the movie Les Miserables is pretty much the equivalent of, like, hero from Much Ado About Nothing. saw it the first time on Christmas Day, I went home, used my entire iTunes gift card buying that soundtrack that I had gotten that morning. Yeah. And, and people, and some people, some musical purists didn't like the fact that there's dancing in Lehman because there is no dancing in, you know, the, the stage version. I just have to say to those people, it's a movie. If they were actually like standing like they do in, in the play, I don't think people would have liked it very much. Well, and the thing is, Wu, I've seen the stage musical four times over the course of two years. I My school did it. My brother was in a production. I went to see the one in Chicago. And then I saw some other one. And really, I didn't get as much emotion out of any of them until I saw the movie because it's right in your face. So I don't, ca- I don't care what the musical purists say because I've seen the sh- stage show. But when I watched that movie, that's when I really got invested into the characters themselves. And to your point, and I told this to a friend of mine, I think the reason why people are so emo- emotionally invested in this in this movie and to these characters, and I use the term emotionally invested a lot, and I don't mean to use it lightly, the reason why we are 
a lot of us are emotionally invested. It is because of the people that are playing the characters in like the Anne Hathaway, you know, Russell Crowe, Hugh Jackman. I, I don't think we would have liked these characters if they weren't like people we knew and already liked. Well, and the thing is, I didn't know the person who played Marius at all, or Andras. I didn't know those actors at all. And yet, I still felt really invested, especially in Marius, but also in Andras. And the girl, the girl who played Ebony... Yeah, that's by design, though. The girl who played Ebony was from, like, one of the London stage... Yeah, she did the 25th anniversary. She played Ebony on stage. She... I hope she, like crosses over into America and do some acting in, like, American movies and I American agree. TV. Because I think she doesn't pass. Yeah, I liked her a lot. And, and here's, the, here's the real kick movie. And I kind of mentioned this before. I don't, I, I don't think, because you have to like John Valjean. I, jo- I joked with a friend of mine, if they ever do a southern, southern version, it's going to be Jean Valjean, but... Yes. Know, yes. My name is Jean Valjean. Do not tell my little girl. I'm just kidding. Don't tell me what to do. Wilkinson, who was one of the original and the by far best John Valjean on stage, they put him as the bishop. Okay. And okay. that was a really that really was a pass the, passing the torch moment to Hugh Jackman, and that was really cool. But truth be told, I could see any one of these actors doing this uh, stage version of this. Oh, absolutely. generation of fans kind of like uh what comics companies have been doing recently with the renumbering i really hope that's what this kind of does and really brings back the musical itself well i don't really even think of this as a musical because like people are complaining that some songs are missing from the soundtrack if you look at that movie the show and the movie there is no normal dialogue right. i think i right. think of it as an than, than, you know, musical per se. So there's no, there's no normal dialogue in this movie. 
Yeah, I know, but it's called a musical musical by everyone, so. Sasha Baron Cohen was that funny. I mean, he was good when he couldn't remember Cosette's name. That was one thing. But in general, he should have played that role a lot better, I thought. Okay. Their chemistry, those two together, I think, because, again, they are the real villains. You're supposed to have instant for them. Yeah. Definitely great. I would definitely give it a 5 out of 5, and everyone really should go watch it. I think you should sing stars during Going Before Krypton Blue, but that's just me. Maybe I'll record uh, my version of stars and fade us out with it. sing better, but I really like that one too. seen The Hobbit twice as well. That's a great movie, too. Honestly, if I were you, because I know how you like to watch things, I would wait until it's on DVD and wait until the next one comes out next year 
and watch the DVD of the first one before going to see the second one, and then just go right into the second one in theaters. Oh yeah, that's what I'm planning to do. Planning to do anyway. I'm really, really speaking of this. I'm really, really like upset with Marvel because of what they did with Thor and Captain America. Why not release Thor in the summer and release Captain America in the winter? Well, Thor is going to be in November in Speaking of Dark Knight Rises, have you seen the Bane outtakes on YouTube? Yes, I have. I love that so much. I need, I have something to tell you. Why are you hitting yourself? Why are you hitting yourself? This is what happens to your body without fiber. <laughs> it's so stupid, but it's so funny. Seriously? Yes. Just do an entire Bane episode. Do you think that's Bane? But what are we going to talk about there? The final countdown. It's the final countdown. Now, actually, we are, in all seriousness, here to talk about an, uh, the series finale of Power Rangers in Space. Technically a season finale, but series because it's the end of an era. Entitled Countdown to Destruction, which Wu and I have been really wanting to talk about ever since we did our Power Rangers episode last year, and we finally decided to do it now that we're on hiatus and we have no Arrow to discuss, so we're very excited. A couple of things. First off, one of the reasons why I wanted to do this movie, uh, this movie but these episodes now is because we're, uh, we're going towards the countdown of the New Year's Secondly, like my partner just said, this is really an end of the to, to summarize what happened in the season before this really quick. Like, Andrews the Red Ranger pretty much had been searching for his long lost sister 
I hate that it's that same costume. It irritates me so much. Because when she comes out of it at the end, she has no idea what just happened. took down Gold Ranger and Phantom Ranger and the Alien Rangers really quickly. Because I really liked, like we talked about in the Power Rangers episode we did, I really liked SPD. I thought that was really well done. But that was years after Space Oh yeah, uh, until this time, this was definitely the most solid season of Power Rangers. But as a whole, I mean, I, to me it's tied between that and, and SPD. And after that it has to be Dino Thunder, because that was just a great season. Alliance of Evil or whatever they're called. Yeah. 
the United Alliance of the United Alliance of Evil, which the Machine Empire broke away from before non zero which was kind of continuity thing, but whatever. Also, I wanted to talk a little bit about Zoran. His energy is being drained by Dark Spectre, but that but that is actually kind of soft because when when Corone got Darth Vader, if I can use that as a term, she isn't stealing Dark Spectre's energy away from him. Yeah. So because that's the that's the problem, and that's why I think that it's not only mind control; it's like turning aggression, turning anger into full aggression. Because that's the that's the thing with evil; it doesn't stop. It doesn't stop. Right. No, of course not. Season the season where they meet the Ninja Turtles. Yeah, with the uh, with the female turtle <laughs> Venus. stuff until then. episode really reminded me because i have not seen in space in a long time but this episode really reminded me how much i love ecliptor like he's just a cool villain Maybe programming. I don't know. And speaking of Eclipto, what 
Oh my gosh. Darkana is actually a really cool villain too. But him and Dark Spectre's death is the worst death scene I've ever seen on Power Rangers ever. Okay. So when Darkana goes after Dark Spectre in his spaceship, he starts blasting Dark Spectre, who, by the way, is a rock lava giant who really shouldn't be hurt by lasers anyway. But moving on, he, it looks like. But then, you think Dark Spectre's dead, and he pops up and says, Peekaboo, and he eats Darkonda, and they blow up. That's just stupid. Well, that's what he does. He opens his mouth, he's like, nom, 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 and he blows up. That's so stupid. <laughs> e is for Dakanda, and Dakanda is for me. D is for Dakanda, and Dakanda is for me. Nom, 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 nom. But yeah, and then he blows up, and Astronema doesn't even show any emotion. She's like, what's going on? What, Dark Spectre? How can this be? Like, there's nothing there. It just didn't work. <laughs> This is Darkana's last life. He goes, I'm gonna go against Dark Spectre. And then he gets eaten, and they blow up. It's like, really? Really, Dark Spectre? This was your master plan? You got blown up because you ate someone? That's stupid. No, no, no. I think it was gonna blow up. I think it was gonna blow up anyways. It was just taking a little while. No, they mean? I don't... Because I don't know think, about like, that. I don't, I don't know if I can buy that one. <laughs> But at this point, I would have assumed she absorbed enough energy from Darkonda or from Dark Spectre. To still be evil, obviously, until Andros frees her at the end, which is also something yeah. stupid, but whatever. Okay, we'll get to that. I thought that was, thought that was really touching moment. I think one of the things that I, this is the way I made it work in my mind. When Dark Spectre was destroyed, that program pretty much stayed in there. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But, but anyway, um, one thing I, we 
scenes on earth and i really liked seeing the rangers get beaten even when they were in their uh battleizer modes that was just really cool City Woo, it's Angel Grove. Because after this finale, each finale for Power Rangers started, they would start to do bigger and better things. They wanted to do more. finales of all time besides obviously this one and a few others is definitely the dino thunder one if you've ever seen that because that is just done so well Everybody's getting their butts kicked, and quite, a, quite honestly, everybody's 
running and hiding, hiding is, you know, one for their lives. They conveniently place smudges on their faces to, to show that they're hurt. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, okay, now going off of that, let's go to this part. Because I know this is in part two and we're not really following any order, so it's okay. Well, it's one big episode, really. It's yeah. But I, one of my favorite parts of this entire episode, and actually probably is, well, it's tied with Zordon's death, but one of my favorite parts of this episode is definitely when Astronema is asking for the Power Rangers, and Bulk and Skull and everyone in the crowd is like, I am a Power Ranger. Which is a ripoff of Spartacus, by the way. Well, yeah. screw Spartacus, this was awesome. <laughs> when they transformed when they were beaten they weren't even wearing their uniforms like their jackets and silver uh suits they were they were in their street clothes yeah and, well, and people were saying well what my super villain rant. This this will be my super villain rant right here. Okay, here's your soapbox. Here's my soapbox. I, I I absolutely hate it when the villain asks for the heroes. And it tells all the people, we will destroy you all if you don't give us your hero. Okay, first of all, if you destroy them all in the entire planet, you're destroying the heroes anyway, so you win. If you yeah. get the heroes, you're going to destroy the people anyway, so you also win. Why don't you just not talk and do what you want to do and move on? Okay. And, I was, and I was thinking that you
the worst you can do at this point. <laughs> on Mighty Morphin? just saying she really saved him Like little thing on the Galaxy the next season, she quit 
Champion. Who the like, heck was she, she in Pop Mighty Morphin? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. It's not listed anywhere. I mean, her character's not listed anywhere in the Mighty Morphin. I'm, I'm assuming that's why. I'm assuming that's why she's not there. Like, she's not credited because she didn't have a speaking role. You know what I mean? Well, here comes IMDb. Tracy Lynn Cruz is her name, and she was, oh, she was just a random girl in the episode, I'm Dreaming of a White Ranger. Yeah, I'm assuming that they saw something in there, and that's why they brought it back. Yeah. I've heard rumors that, like, she was very, like, she's, I don't know what she's doing now, but she's very conservative, like, she's very, very conservative, and if you're Adam Baldwin. <laughs> but, again, but, again, but again, like, that's few and far between, though. Yeah. And if you're an actor as opposed to an actor, as an actress, you're going to be asked to do things that are, like, you know, not risky, but probably against your beliefs, and that's probably why she quit. And I don't blame her for that. She definitely should have if that was the case. Well, they did kill Zordon. Yeah. Okay. 
Say that again. Zordon believes in a or believed in a balance between good and evil. Right. No side should ever really win unless unless it's really the final battle and there's no other choice. That's the reason why he didn't shatter his energy tube like way before this. Anyway, when he asked Andros to shatter his energy tube because he knows the energy inside his tube is gonna be. Destroy or get rid of the forces of evil. Correct. And again, Andros won't do it, which I completely understand. I, I would have been more concerned if he didn't, if he had no reservations for it and just wanted to do it. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And, and, and here's another fun fact they brought the original voice of Zordon back. Yes. Or for this series. Now, how long had Zordon been captured at this point? Do you remember? The entire season. Okay. Uh, like this whole the whole reason that they that the Turbo Rangers, the four Turbo Rangers, went into space anyway is to find Zordon because he'd been captured by by Vitox's forces, then turned over to. That's right. Yeah, I again, like I said, I have not seen this entire season in a very long time. So, <laughs> and here's the reason why I remember this so well. I grew up the Power Rangers. This was like bread and butter. I can I can tell you things from you know Mighty Morphin to 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 at least time to Wild Force because I kind of tapered off after Wild Force, but I can tell you pretty much everything from like Mighty Morphin to Wild Force. I, I want to know this number. No. Again, like going back to Clipdar too, like when he fought Andros afterwards, oh my gosh. It's awesome. The reason why he fought Andros is kind of kind of like a kind of like a Luke Darth Vader kind of thing. shouldn't have deflected exactly back at her, but regardless. Obviously, Andros is like, this has got to end, or else I'm never going to survive this. And he has to kill Zordon. And 
all the villains are either destroyed or transformed into good versions of themselves. Which actually comes back later. Because it turns out in the Power Rangers Mystic Force season that Rita Repulsa is actually the uh, White Ranger of that season. She's actually the mentor t- for that team. Yeah, and Zed goes evil again. But... <laughs> oh, really, she does? Zed does, yeah. Okay, okay. And, and Rita and Zed have a child for some reason that I've never heard about. Yes, they, named Thrax. That's another, that's another... and Divatox are the main three who actually go back into their normal form. And now I have to ask you a question. Because they were human before they turned evil. Right. As opposed to the Goldar and the Putties and the Machine Empire who were genetically created either by Dark Spectre or by some other evil force. Right. So what would you... My question is, why didn't Astronoma turn back into Karan at this point? Actually not, but it's retcon to be that he is. Well, there's so many people there. Like, how could you? How could you pick him? We should go. We should go back to the casting list and see if the actor's actually there. Well, here's the here's the one thing. To go back to the destruction of Zordon for a little bit, I think the destruction of Zordon is the thing that ends the era of this of this Power Rangers sect. Because really, from Mighty Morphin to here, this probably does end the, you know, the Zordon era, as it's called. As it should. And it really is kind of beautiful that his sacrifice is the thing that saves everybody. Because again, they even say it in the part one, that when the villains, like, team up and try to take over... Like, everything that he's trying to build, and by the way, every morpher from this point, I, I think, was created by him. Yes. Even the alien rangers, even the alien rangers, and that, that kind of thing, that still was created from his energy source. Yes, yes it was. And the thing but, is, too, and this is the one, the only thing besides, you know, Dark Spectre's death, 
that really, it doesn't irritate me, but it kind of makes me sad about this episode, is that they didn't bring back any of the original Rangers for this. I, I think it's because, I think it's because the reason why, A, of course, money. Yes. The big determining factor. And B, they really wanted this to be the Power, the Power Rangers, the, the Space Rangers show. Well, and, and I, that's fine. That's absolutely fine. I think, though, if you would have made the original Mighty Morphin Rangers go up against Zed and Rita and and just kept it like that and just had it be in those, like, 30-second clips, I think it would have been a lot cooler. Here's the... Here's, here's, okay, because it's been a long time since we've done a Power Rangers uh, podcast, and, now, and since we have a little extra time, I can go off this sidebar for a little bit if I can. Here's the here's the thing about the battling instead of me. Yes, that could have worked if it would have been a series finale or a franchise finale. I say franchise finale just because Power Rangers has become its own franchise in and of itself. Well, they didn't know if they were going to get another season at this point, which is and why they, they ended they, everything. They knew. They knew they were going to come back. They knew they were going to come back. Well, they suspected I remember in the original one after, because I think you were only like, like five, maybe like seven or eight when this opening aired. I remember after this episode, it was a commercial for Power Rangers Lost Galaxy. Huh. So I think we remember there was a commercial for Power Rangers Lost Galaxy first. But I think I think one of the reasons why they didn't do the Mighty Morphin just because you know the power coins were destroyed in continuity. And yeah, but that means nothing, because they come back, because Jason comes back in Forever Red. Yeah, but, yeah, but again, that's years and years, but that's years after this, so they can retcon it easy. There was no retcons before this. Like, yeah. That's but, true. You know, but anyway, like, and here's the other thing from a logistical standpoint, why they didn't bring any of the previous Rangers back is because, from what I've heard, like, the producers of Power Rangers, like, the original producers, I'm not dogging them at all, but they really, like, when people are on their way out, they kick them out. Yeah. They literally kick them out. And the, the ones, and I've, I've discussed this with you on a, one of our retro reviews for Power Rangers, our, our retro reviews for Power Rangers, that Then they got kicked out. Or they were walking. Not only did they get kicked out, when they brought Rocky, Aisha, and Adam in, they had no idea, first of all, that they were being brought in as characters to begin with. Because they were, I heard a, a story from Walter Jones that, like, he asked if they were being replaced. And, like, literally, one of the producers came up to them and said, No, 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 this is going to, like, this is only like a character story or a character arc. Because originally, like, they were set up as that when they originally brought them in. It's like, you know, just like a guest starring role for like three episodes and then, you know, see you later. But they, they told they weren't being replaced. But, like, the actors that they, 
you know, Jason, Jason Zang and Shirley wanted more money. Not only did the producers kick them out, but when they were, but when they were told about the power transfer, because apparently this is from Walter Jones, they were the script that they got for the power transfer scene when you know Rock Aisha and Adam got the powers. Apparently, the other actors they didn't get that in the script. Huh. So literally, they were like literally when they were filming that scene that they were leaving, that they confirmed they were leaving. That's how they found out they were fired. Treated actors though a lot better since. St. John bullied the executive producers because I've heard from a lot of the cast members of the original show and even the crew that he's just not a good person. Oh, really? Well, he's apparently tried picking fights with Jason David Frank a bunch of times and Jason is like, hey, we can fight, that's fine, but this isn't going to prove anything and this isn't going to help either one of us. And Austin St. John just keeps going at it, apparently. So I've, I have not heard very much good about that man outside of his acting skills. Because didn't they have Rocky at that time? Rocky was going to get injured, yeah, but that was supposed to be Billy's introduction back into the, into the franchise. 
be both. But wasn't he in the movie, though, still? No, he wasn't. Because why? At the end of Zeal? Okay, I need need to collect my thoughts here because it's been a while since I've really talked about this or, like, believed anybody. When Billy left, when he did in Zeal, which, by the way, David Yields has yet to see this episode to this day just because of, like, the bad feelings he has about it. Apparently, off camera, not the actors, not any of them, he got along with everybody as far as the actors go. But apparently, as far as the creative team and the producers go, he doesn't name names, but a lot of people on the crew call them the F word. Huh. Well, that was because he was homosexual, correct? Yeah, but at the time, like, you know, didn't in a joking way, they didn't like in a very offensive way. Uh, you know, because he even said, like, you know, I, I, it was kind of like a, like a half, like, like, not in a, a direct way, but like, he heard constantly crew members, like, say, I hope, I hope David doesn't take his outfits too big. He literally, like, David Yost has said something similar to that, where he had heard some those kind of comments on a daily basis from the crew. That's terrible. And to the, to the point where he went to the producers and said, you know, please do something about this. And like, from what I heard, like from his point of view, the producers told him, well, David, like, you should have your jobs. So could you please just shut up about it and be more professional? That's what he wants. And then, and then in the episode, don't they say, oh, he went off planet to go find some love interest or something? Yeah, and that's why, like, there's that old guy for the majority of that episode. That's why there's, there's, there's a mature old... And that's why he, and they worked around it because David Yost did not even come back for that episode. When you see younger Bill, that's just somebody's voice and they altered it because he was on... You know, Aquaman, he was underwater, so you could alter his voice to make it sound more watery, to make it kind of sound like him, but it didn't have to actually be him. Wow. You know, yeah. sometimes I just think, sometimes that crew that worked on those original episodes really should just been fired themselves. Well, that's the thing, because before Power Rangers, there wasn't really a big hit like this. With a live-action crew. There wasn't, like, an act, there wasn't a kid action show that had live action actors. Right. On a big, on a big network. Fox was still very young at the time, but, you know, this was in an era where, like, if you, if you were on a kid show, you were, like, on Saved by the Bell or, like, on a, on a cartoon show, not, like, an action show. And a lot of people were making a lot of money off of this. Yeah. And the reason why they treated David Yost like that because they, and he even speculated too that he's he was demoted because people even before Zia had been making comments that he was gay or was uncomfortable with the fact that he was gay and they, they demoted him to be like you know um, power chamber guy number two just because you know just to teach him a lesson that's what I've heard I mean I'm not I'm not very 
can't find this by anybody, but that's what he claimed. Huh. He was demoted because, like, people were saying effort to him. He complained about them, and they demoted him. And within, within, their, within his contract, and this was before, like, you had very detailed contracts, they could do anything they wanted with with the, the actors within reason up up to using like dirty language and like you know dirty sexual innuendo. Other than that, you could do anything you wanted with the actor. Huh. And obviously, that's changed a lot drastically since. But well, yeah, because now now these people have like now now these actors who work on Power Rangers now have agents and like like. They look through contracts before they sign them. Yeah. Like, 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 I know that this going off in a whole power range discussion with this place, but one of the things that one of the things that a lot of the actors, the original six actors, talk about from being on power rangers, this was their first real like Hollywood gig. So the reason why they signed those contracts is because they had no real like entertainment business experience before this they did this show. Yeah. So why they signed those contracts the, the way they did. And that's why, you know, they were treated the way they were treated. And all of them pretty much say if we could have gone back, we would have read those contracts a little bit more clearly. Yeah. Yeah, well, Jason David Frank still got probably the better end of the deal out of everyone, but that's because everyone liked him. Well, because A, everybody liked him, and B, everybody knew one thing, well, except for the Austin St. John, but they knew he was the moneymaker, because everybody either loved or hated Tommy, and you couldn't alienate him, because it's the same thing with Amy Jo Jackson, when she decided to leave. Like, they were really, they were really trying, Unlike, you know, when Trina and Zach and left, they were really wanting her to, they were like bending over backwards trying to get her to stay. Yeah. Because, you know, she was popular, but, but yeah, the point is with this like long tangent of things, this is one of, this is one of the reasons why there's so many abrupt and abrupt leaving on Power Rangers, at least in the initial run, and why a lot of the original actors didn't come back. But you didn't, did you say you liked or didn't like the Zordon, like, light destroying? You mean, did I like or didn't like that he was destroyed? Oh, the light thing? I think it worked for effect because it showed... I think it helped show the transition with the villains. So it worked for me. Okay, here's the thing that you didn't like and I can understand. I think again, I think they were going to go for more dramatic effect with Corone, like with the tear, rather than, you know, a logistical science fiction thing. Do well, I understand that? Yeah, I do. The thing is, though, why would the tear heal her? I, I mean, I understand the sentimental value of it, and I understand wanting to get people involved in it emotionally, but it doesn't make any sense for it to be a tear. I mean, you might as well have had him put his hands on her and heal her. I, I guess. Here's the thing, and I 
his quote-unquote dead sister is the thing that loved, revived her and brought her back to life. But that kind of thing work on it on just like a normal like adult drama per se, but it wouldn't work on a kid's show. It would not work on a kid's show. Well, and the thing if, is, if that's the point, just kiss her on the head or something. No kissing, no kissing. Well, no, that's on the lips. I'm talking about her head. No, I, I, I literally, like, nobody cannot kiss anywhere to anybody regardless of the, of the circumstances. That's like, dumb. I think, even still, I think, like, you know, people only hug on cartilages. They don't kiss anywhere. I think they're allowed to kiss now, though. Maybe. No, I don't even think they're even allowed to kiss now. Anywho, um, but I learned about, like, the other racist scene from Ron's body and Andros' grief. You could see some of the extras in the background staring off into space. Haha, <laughs> in space. Get it? Get it? I, I see what you did there. <laughs> yeah, that was kind of bad. <laughs> your uh nighttime in LA screenplay woo just have random people staring into space while you're on the bus Because back then, Krispy, Krispy Kreme was still around all the time. It's still around, but a lot of the stores closed. So I don't, ha I don't have Krispy Kreme by my house anymore. It makes me really sad. Where he got into the ship. It's Power Rangers. It worked for me. I was fine with it. Yeah, and, and honestly, first of, first of all, before they actually leave the real, why are the Rangers getting on Andrews' ship? Yeah, why are they going? They don't have any more enemies to fight. him on Earth, which isn't even his home planet anyway. Well, they're on field five at the very end, but you see my point? I mean, they have their own ship, the shuttle, at the very beginning. Why couldn't they just board that thing and just take off? Ah, it's, it's not as cool. We're just going to take Andros's and leave. I know, but 
Okay, so I fixed the uh the retconning with Forever Red. With the power coin still working now. Yeah. I fixed it. Okay. When, when Zordon died and exploded his good energy, he brought back the power coins. Okay, I could buy that. I could buy that. Because if he takes away all the villains, he could obviously restore any good thing that he created in general. them to show up saying, I'm a Power Ranger, and I'm a Power... with Bulk and Skull. That would have been kind of cool. But, yeah. seen that footage on YouTube? I think I have, and it's, it's mind-boggling. It's awesome. Because you see every ranger fighting alongside each other. It's just so cool. Between her 
that I'm sure that's somewhere on off screen, Bill. But yeah, but I wish it wasn't off screen because he was just there. That's he was true. just there, like the episode before. That's true. She should couldn't just couldn't you have just shot something with the children like like okay like have her say first of all little sis why are you always wearing leather. <laughs> And do they under do they explain how the Psycho Rangers survived Zordon's destruction and came back they in were, Lost Galaxy? They were digitized. Okay, that would be why. They were pretty much like turned into the equivalent of like like five flash drives, and that's and Deviant, who was working for the main villain main villain for Lost Galaxy. What they are still the creepiest Power Rangers villains there is. Yeah, well, really, they're five brainiacs. Yeah. Oh yeah, and they're stronger than the Rangers too, which is even scarier. anyway. Is kind of like all right. Yeah, we'll go with that. Well, I understand bringing Karun in, and in fact, I, apparently Patricia Patricia Delete, who played um, Kathy, who I. Th- who well, I still think is very
deeper, deeper, deeper end of space is because of what happens to Zordon. Well, yeah, there's not much to do in the galaxy around where Earth is, so you might as well go to where evil is, where Zordon couldn't yeah. reach. Well, yeah, because because technically, okay, let's say let's say there's two different galaxies or three different galaxies because there is a lost there is an actual lost galaxy in the series. There's three galaxies A, B, and C. Zordon pretty much destroyed every villain in Galaxy A. Yeah. Hence why they go into a deeper, deeper end of the galaxy. <laughs> Which is why every every villain until we get to SPD in Power Rangers that comes from Earth. Comes from Earth. Either comes from the future or are monsters that are not space Or from a different dimension or from under the ocean or from hell or whatever. Yeah, I mean... This is why, like, when we go back, back to Earth and, like, Lightspeed Rescue, they're demons, not, not, you know, monsters. And even when we go back, like, you know, you know, do Time Force and even, like, Wild Force, they're, like, they're orcs, which are, like, Earth, Earth monsters, or they're, um, mutants from the future. This is why, this is why they get away from space aliens, because, like, Zordon, this, and I really like that kind of attention to detail, that kind of attention to detail. Mm-hmm. You killed every space alien when you destroyed Zordon and he saved everybody. To make that mean something, we have to have monsters that come from different places. Yeah. But again, I I still think my this is my favorite episode of Power Rangers. Like ever. I don't think anything can top this one. It has Great action scenes, great emotional scenes, like, great finality for a lot of these characters that, honestly, like, Power Rangers in Space is season five of, like, the overall franchise in America. So to see, like, the Machine Empire and Rita and Zed all turn to dust and, like, go away, that's pretty mental. Yeah. That is a big, uh, big change, definitely. Yeah. Like, no, it... it didn't get cheapened by Fervor Red. I don't, I don't believe that. Fervor Red was awesome. Yes, Forever Red Fervor is Red awesome. Fervor Red did not. If nothing else, Fervor Red was like a special edition comic book. Forever Red should have been two episodes, which they wanted to do but couldn't, which is stupid. They should have, but. It all comes down to money and paying the actors. If you do a two-part episode, you have to pay the actors more money. And they weren't going to do that. Yeah, well, it still would have been worth it. Yeah. And honestly, if this was a series finale, that's what really really bothers a lot of fans about this episode is that they they did more after this. Which I can see their point. I can see that point totally. In a way, it bothers me, but I am comforted in the fact that in one of Zordon's last lines is, I will live forever in everything that is good. So in a way, Zordon is still behind every other Power Rangers series there is, which saves it for me, which is why I'm okay with the other series after In Space. And here's, here's something on a minor, 
a minor and a little bit more jovial point that bothers me. Why bring why bring Bulk Bulk and the professor, not Skull, because Skull wasn't in this one in Lost Galaxy. I don't know. Just because they liked Bulk and Skull, or Bulk at least. I, I get it. I get it. I get it. And by the way, he does show up in the Samurai. Skull does show up in the Samurai series. Too. Bulk does. Skull hasn't yet, but he's slated to, apparently. Skull has. I've seen the episode. The last episode of the Samurai Rangers, I think he does show up. Oh, he does? Apparently, he's like Steve Ballmer, and he's rich. Okay, cool. He's like the CEO of a technology company. And, and like Bulk, he hasn't aged a day. Oh, I know. He's the thing. He looks like he did in Lost in Space. Lost Parages in Space. It's hilarious. But anyway, like, now that we're on this topic, before we say goodbye, what were your problems with the series going forward after this? My problems with the series? No, no, no. With the franchise going forward after space. Because again, this was a perfect way to end this franchise. Well, I don't know. I mean, I liked, I liked some of the series that happened afterwards. I think some of them were very lazy. Some of them they really oh. just didn't take their time on. That bugged yeah. me. But yeah, such as uh, Jungle Fury is one of the big ones. I'm not a big fan of Mystic Force. That was a big one for me that irritated me because it just, I felt like they were rushing it. Um, With those two series, you had actors acting like they were playing Power Rangers instead of being Power Exactly. And the same with Operation Overdrive. Overdrive had a really good episode where they brought back a bunch of retro rangers which we should cover at some point, because that's the one where uh, Zed's son shows up. But other than that, that series just sucked. Yeah. Because, again, like, the, and I, I didn't watch the series other than that episode. In that, the series, in that series, none of the readers wanted to be Rangers. Yeah. Like, and, and like, and again, here's my here's my problem with it not ending ending the franchise countdown ending the franchise because every series that they did after that you knew they were gonna come back. Yeah. There was no mystery. And really, they did they did what Korean did did what British and a lot of Japanese. A lot of British and Japanese shows do with in the series, but you know that they're going to bring a new series with new people. Kind of Doctor Who, kind of moved away. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if you watch Doctor Who, but Dan and Nico cover Doctor Who. It's kind of like that kind of way where you know that it's not going to end. They say it's not soon. Yeah. But when I watched Lost Galaxy, I was like, oh, there's something going to be. Convinced that you know, that, you know, it was 
I guess this is where we're going to end our episode covering Countdown to Destruction. We really did enjoy talking about it. It really is a cool episode. And you guys, if you haven't watched it, obviously you really shouldn't be listening to this at this point. But if you haven't and you still are listening, check it out. Why? Why are you hearing our voices? But, um, yeah. So. Oh, yes, I should probably plug that before we get into the other plugs. Okay, on January 18th, for some of you listeners, this may be a very big and important day. For those of you who don't know, it is the two-hour season-slash-series finale to season five of Fringe on Fox. And now... I got really into Fringe over the summer. I watched all four seasons getting caught up before the season five premiere within four weeks. You can read my reviews of them on the Across Areas website. That It's a great show. It really is. And Dan and I, and hopefully Nico, if he can join us, I don't know if he will be able to or not, because I heard later that he may not be able to. But Dan and I, for sure, are going to be doing a live show an hour after the finale airs or I guess finishes, talking about the series as a whole and talking about, the uh, obviously, the finale. So you guys can join us on our Ustream channel, on the Crosshairs Ustream channel. You can find all this information on the Crosshairs website at crosshairs.com. And on our Ustream channel that night, we'll be doing a live broadcast, a live podcast, talking about it, and you guys can interact with us. There is a chat on Ustream where you can chat with uh, at least myself. I don't know if Dan will be able to do that, but at least myself you'll be able to chat with. And you can actually talk to us and tell us what you thought about the episode in the series and what you want us to talk about on air. And we read the chat, and we read what you guys are saying, and we really interact with our fans during that time. Like we said in uh, ATA episode 100, the live shows are definitely one of the best part about doing this podcast because we really get to interact with our fans and fans of the shows we do the live shows for. So far, we've only done Smallville and Chuck, but this will be our first and obviously last Fringe one. So guys, definitely join us on January 18th. And for more information on that, you can go to acrossairs.com slash fringe live show. And are we going to... And I didn't ask you this because I didn't think of it until just now. Are you going to put up a venture views portion on the forums or a category on the forums? We will eventually. Dan is currently in the process of redoing the forums, and they look a lot better right now. I've seen them. Um, they're not just a little section on our website anymore. It's actually its own full-blown page, kind of like the shoe in K-Site TV forms. It's actually really cool, but he's not done with it yet. So ultimately, yes, that is the goal. We will have that in there. But um, One of the things about the website is um, one of the reasons why I didn't write a review for How I Met Your Brother is because my credentials wasn't, weren't working 
Right, and that, I, I assume the website's going through a lot of, like, not a lot, but it's going through a lot of restructuring, guys. That's one of the reasons why, you know, if you've had trouble accessing the website, just wait a, a couple more weeks and we should have the kinks off. You, you, sh you should be able to access the uh, the WordPress dashboard now, Woo. I think Dan got all okay. that fixed. You, so you should be able to okay. do that if you want to. Okay. Because honestly, next week is hectic for me because I'm going to be on the road next weekend. So I won't be able to have time to record it. And the weekend after th that, I am back in school. So I'm still having to go through stuff. So really, we might not even be back until Arrow comes back. And pretty much the week that Michael goes back to school, if not that week, the week before or the week after is when Arrow is going like, to come back. So I think I it's the week before. again and the, the, guys the thing is the reason we haven't done retro reviews when Iro has been on hiatus is because we do need a break i mean my i myself record two podcasts every week i do longbow hunters and i do the dc nation one and that's not counting if i'm doing something for dan for the website or if i am uh starting a live show stuff like i'm doing with the fringe stuff because the fringe live show i think happens the same week arrow comes back or the week before so i'm going to be really busy in those two weeks. So that's that's really the reason we haven't had time to do this. So And honestly and I'm not blaming our listeners for doing this. Michael for for not doing this, Michael and I were kind of like out of ideas for venture reviews. That's the other reason why we haven't done one in a while. Well just because like we haven't had, you know, a, a real like strong idea that we want to turn into a retro review show. Well, and we want to do the Green Ranger arc in Mighty Morphin Power Rangers, the first Green Ranger arc we really want to do, but we really just don't know when that's going to happen. But other than that, we have, like, no idea what we want to do and no idea, no clue whatsoever. Well, and you won't watch Chuck, so, I mean... I'm just giving you a hard time. Angel and Buffy is just not something I'm interested in. I'm not really interested in the supernatural type shows. Yeah, you'll like Fringe a lot, actually.
that show regularly so that's one of the big ones i watch as well and actually if you would watch young justice too i don't whenever that ends or whenever you feel like doing that that would be a fun one to do retro reviews on as well i have no i have no interest in it's dude it's just like justice league unlimited Watch the Batman. shows is over the summer so that's what i did with fringe obviously actually no i was still i was just starting school when i did fringe so i was balancing schoolwork with watching four weeks of fringe such a great show season two is so good they really should have renewed it they were fox was foolish not to same with firefly but Speaking of fox, what do you think about the following before we say goodbye what do i think of the following the following the following the i'm not following it because <laughs> it looks like it's They're probably doing an airwaves rundown section on it. Yeah. 
Like I said, well, like you said, I mean, our schedules are kind of full as it is. I barely get in the shows I watch, especially when I have to write reviews on them for the site anyway. So it's kind of a hassle, but, you know, I enjoy doing it, so why not? But anyway, what is our Twitter, sir? At Across Airwaves, is that our Twitter? Yes, at Across Airwaves is how you can reach uh, Retro Reviews on Twitter. If you want to talk to Wu or I personally... You can contact Wu at WSK9002. That is at WSK9002. That's his Twitter. If you want him to follow you, though, you're going to have to tell him that you listen to Across Airwaves, Retro Reviews, or Longbow Hunters because otherwise he might not let you follow him. Um, yeah. Yeah. That's my thing. I'm just like this. Yeah. No, it's, what I do. it's no problem. Yeah. I know a lot of people who do it, so it's fine. <laughs> I don't, though, so you can follow me if you want. <laughs> at mjpetty7 I am at mjpetty7 I tweet a lot though about things from comic books to movies to TV to um, my life in general so it, be, Cosgrove? Ber, no weirdo Laura Vandervoort but <laughs> but, but, but yeah time where summer glau was taking over the uh alphas tv show twitter because she was guest starring on the season finale or whatever and she was answering questions so she answered my question and then after that i'm like all right fine now i can mess with her i'm like marry me summer (laughs) and james was like you did not just say that it was hilarious i know right But, uh, yes, so those are our ways to contact us on Twitter. You can also find Across Airwaves on Facebook or our Google Plus page, which Nico and Wu both regularly update. So that is filled with news on TV, movies, comics, and even just fun random things that they like to throw up there. So definitely check that out. Like us, uh, put us in your circle, whatever you want to do. Also, you can find us on um, YouTube at on our Across Airwaves account. We put a bunch of promos and... Uh, previews for upcoming TV shows, movies up there. I also create videos for our upcoming Across Series events, and I currently have the Fringe live show trailer up right now with collections of clips from the series with some pretty cool music from the Falling Skies uh, TV show. So people will like that. Is it going to be a two-hour finale or is it going to be a one-hour? It's a two-hour finale. Okay, good. Who do you think I'm bad? Who do you think I'm bad? Well, technically, it's t- the last two episodes combined, but they oh, okay. ro- they wrote it like a finale. They just had to separate it for um, contract reasons. You know, you know my feelings about those kind of things. But what is our email, sir? What is our email? Yes, our email is acrossairwaves at gmail.com. Again, that is acrossairwaves at gmail.com. You guys can contact us in any of these ways through um, our Crossairways website at acrossairwaves.com. And through that, you can contact us on any of our social media pages that I mentioned before through the contact bar at the top. One last thing. Do we have a phone number, sir? Yes, we do have a phone number. And that number is 1773-809-3363. That is 
809-3363. Through that, you can leave us a voicemail on your thoughts on um, Power Rangers, Les Mis, any retro reviews stuff you want to talk to us about. And we will definitely um, play that in our next retro reviews episode, which we cannot promise will be soon. But we, if it pertains to Longbow Hunters, we can definitely say it on there as well. So just specify that you're leaving the message for Michael and Wu, and we will definitely respond back to you. So also we have an Android also we have an Android app and we all do we have a iOS app or do we not? We have an iOS app through another app. Um like Wu said, you can get our cross series Android app on the uh, Android app market. But if you wanna get a, but if you have a uh, iPhone, iPod touch, iPad, you can get our well not ours, but you can get, download the free podcast box app. That is Podcast Box. And if you search us in um, the, um, what is it, film and TV category under podcasts, you can download our free, well, not free, but you can purchase <laughs> our app space through the uh, Podcast Box app. So it's, it's kind of confusing unless you know what you're doing. So if you just search yeah, us and the, buy it. And I think the instructions are on our website as well. And for our... Android, our Android app and our iOS app, it's only like one ninety nine or two ninety nine. It's good app purchases, guys. It's all something outrageous, like seven ninety nine or anything like that. It's very, it's very manageable. Yeah, very manageable. and that gives you access to all of our episodes, all of our blog posts on the website, and definitely ways to contact us through any of our social media pages, right from the touch of your phone, uh, tablet, or uh, media device. So that is definitely. And let me take the opportunity to say this, and I don't want to get in trouble for this, but if you're interested in writing for the website about any of the shows that we cover, any of the shows that Dan and Nico or Michael and I or Michael and Michael and Dan cover, please email us or leave us a voicemail that you want to write, and then we can look over your stuff and you might get on the website. Yeah, I mean, like we said in the 100th episode, all you have to do if you want to get involved in across areas is ask. I mean, when we get the forms up, I'm sure that will open up a bunch for other people. I mean, we have sub forms right now, but once we get the real forms up, it will be a lot better, a lot cleaner. People will be able to join and just have a great time. So, I mean... Because honestly, we're looking for other people to help us out and to, and to write for series that we don't... We kind of gloss over when we're covering either DC Nation, the regular across the airwaves, or or Hunters. So if you have thoughts on any sh- any TV show that we cover, or we don't cover, and you want to write your thoughts about this, send us some of your writing samples to to, to the email to to the across the airwaves email, and then we can we can look it over, and you might be on the website as a as a member of our team, and maybe get on one of our yeah absolutely and if you just want to be a guest on the podcast i mean let us know if you really are passionate about it and you want to or about whatever you want to talk about and we talk about it definitely email us and let us know and we can get you on as soon as we can um but just to classify or clarify i guess for everyone if you're new to retro reviews which is the show you're listening to right now, or if you're old to retro reviews and you've listened to us before, I just want to clarify this because people sometimes get confused about this. The reason we link everything to our across area social media pages 
is because Across the Airwaves Productions is what all of our podcasts are under. Whether it's Retro Reviews, Across the Airwaves Podcast, Longbow Hunter Zero Podcast, uh, DC Nation Podcast. Yeah, it doesn't matter. All of it is under the Across the Airwaves banner. And all of it is under the Across the Airways website. You can access it all from one central location. It's easier for us. It's easier for you. And ultimately, retro reviews, all it really is, is Wu and I's, Wu and I being on uh, Across the Airways with Dan and Nico. Except the thing is, we can't be with them all the time. So we wanted to start our own to do exactly what they were doing. And that's that's really all it is. So it really is across areas what retro reviews. And that's why we say it, regardless of what show we're doing under the across the airways big umbrella or big banner. That's why we say across the airways presents blah blah blah, or et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Because it does. I mean, yeah. what the ad revenue, whatever it is, it's all paid to across areas, which keeps us all in business and keeps us all going. So really, ATA deserves as much credit as Wu and I ourselves do. I mean, just as an entity itself. So please, go to our social network pages. Please download our apps. Please email us if you have anything to email us with. Michael and I will be back on our other show, Marvel Hunters, in the middle of January with the first episode being back. And we're really looking forward to that. Um, please listen to Dan and Nico's the Airways podcast. Please listen to Michael and Dan's DC Nation. And Happy New Year 2013 from me. Yes, thank you everyone for listening. And finally, for our Across Airways core members, Dan, creator and host Dan Schmidt, co-host Nico Reistek, and co-host Annie Babak. I am your host of Retro Reviews, Michael J. Petty. And I am some guy in the corner watching two guys fighting in West and until next time, guys, whether it's on Longbow Hunters, DC Nation, Cross Airways itself, or even here on Retro Reviews, you all catch you on the airwaves and see you next time. Thanks, guys. Happy New Year. Um,